Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. This is SiriusXM Progress. Good evening and welcome. Thank you, Dino Badala, for being a great live lead-in. I'm John saying Welcome to the love fest that is Tell Me Everything. Bringing good trouble to the right-wing bubble. Tonight, we are coming to you live from the SiriusXM studios, the extremely empty Howard Stern Tower, 342 stories above Gotham. My producer, Thea Harper, and I are here. Nobody else is here. It's just me and Thea. It's, it, it's creepy for her. But there's no HRP. There's no nobody here tonight. There's not even a kid riding a big wheel around. The two haunted girl twins aren't here. I think there's still a security guard, but I'm not sure. The, the place is just why. Come on in, folks. If you're in the Times Square area, you know. <laughs> but we have a great show planned for you tonight. And I do mean great. Uh, David Johns at the Western State Center is going to be here very shortly to talk about Ron DeSantis. And while your media is focusing on Donald Trump, who will never be president again, Ron DeSantis is getting some very scary things passed very easily around Florida that we need to pay more attention to. Comedian Rhonda Handsome joins us in hour number two. And Chris Hauselt is our executive producer. He is running this thing from the South Carolina Bureau. And Thea and I, we're we're stuck right here. Some great guests coming up. F. Murray Abraham is going to finally do the show. I've wanted to get him forever. F. Murray Abraham, of course, is the Oscar-winning star of Amadeus and uh, very busy guy. He's um, in White Lotus season two. He's uh, got a very gruesome, incredibly unpleasant and, and shocking performance in Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities, which we talked about a couple of months ago when the great director was here with us. Uh, F. Murray's in his 80s now, and he's got a new movie, The Magic Flute, which is about Mozart. So I guess he's found his niche for films about Wolfgang. Thrilled to have him. Also, Ernie Hudson will be returning to the show. Everyone's real favorite Ghostbuster uh, later on this week. And I hope you had a good weekend. I, I hope you're managing to stay sane. I hope you're managing to keep your anger at all the fascism and rank fuckery and malfeasance. And I, I hope that you're able to not forget we're here to be good to other people. We can't hate the right wing. If we hate the right wing, we get real dumb, real fast, and real sloppy. So let's go on fighting for them. Let's keep using nonviolence and ridicule, because guys, it got a bit uglier this weekend. Let's do a show. Now, let's talk about Nazis, shall we? It's everyone's favorite topic. Before Adolf and his charming Reich took over, 
Germany was very progressive around sexuality in the first couple of decades of the 20th century. After the First World War, during the Weimar Republic, Berlin was, to many, a, a gay bohemia, a queer bohemia. You've heard of, the, of Germany's anti-gay law, paragraph 175. That dates back to 1871, when modern Germany's first legal code was created. But in the 1920s, you know, it was the time of cabaret. And gay people enjoyed a lot of freedom in Germany. There was a real movement to try to repeal paragraph 175 in 1929, because the LGBTQ movement was flourishing before the Nazis came to power. There was literally a movement to undo that law over 90 years ago. And then, of course, just when it looked like things were getting better for LGBTQ people, the Nazis came to power. They turned up the anti-gay law and they tried to exterminate, or some would say eradicate, gay and trans Europeans. When Hitler came into power in 1933, the Nazis began widespread persecution of mostly gay men. And it's estimated today that between five and 15,000 gay men were murdered in concentration camps. That paragraph 75 was finally repealed in 1994. And in 2017, Germany's cabinet approved a bill that would completely expunge the convictions of tens of thousands of German men who were jailed for homosexual acts under the old law. It was too late for them, but they were forgiven. Their records were cleared. And it's amazing to think about how close Germany came to liberating LGBTQ people. But just when things were looking good, there was a violent reversal of that trend because a new authoritarian regime came to power. This is a lesson that shows the history of any LGBTQ rights, the history of any civil rights advancement, doesn't necessarily mean progress is a straight line. Now, we've had a marriage equality in this country since 2015. And since the 2016 election, there has been a well-reported rise in anti-LGBTQ violence that is disproportionately affecting people of color. And the Republican Party, they're keeping it going. Because here's how fascism works. You have to scare people. You have to find existential threats. And if you're a fascist, it usually means you're pretty limited and you're a bully, so you're going to punch down on marginalized groups. Fascists aren't going to try to scare you right away with the overseas superpower coming to take over. No, they're going to try and get you scared about this minority in our midst, that minority in our midst, a powerless, marginalized group that we can beat up on if we convince enough men that this powerless, marginalized group is somehow a threat to their safety. And we see this happen all the time in every fascist society. And we see it here. <laughs> and they keep on doing it. And for a while, you know, they had a good thing with Muslims. For a while, they had a good thing with undocumented immigrants. Now, trans people, man. Trans people and trans kids. Gay people have always had it rough, but the right wing has kind of laid off gay people a little bit for the past couple of years. They elected Trump when he said he was pro-LGBTQ rights. So trans people, that's the group mediocre fascists are beating up on right now. Because again, the fascists have nothing to offer the hardworking white conservative except umbrage and fear. So Mike Pence made this claim the other day that school nurses in Iowa now require parental permission to give out aspirin, but they can just dole out gender transition plans to kids anytime they want without telling anyone. That's a bizarre lie. It's a damn lie. It's a stupid fucking lie. 
because Mike Pence is a stupid damn fucking person. And this media has got to stop treating Mike Pence like he has ever read a New Testament. He's a bad guy. And he's going to say outrageous things to try to be taken seriously as he tries to be something. I don't know what. Mike Pence is a perfect specimen of the Republican Party. He's just like Donald Trump. He's just like Chris Christie. He's just like all these guys. He's only out for himself. Matt Gates, can we talk about CPAC and the fascists and these mediocre... Tiny dick energy men. Matt Gates was at CPAC this weekend. You know, CPAC. It's like Tupac, but white thugs. He was saying Biden spent four or five days asking the Chinese spy balloon what pronouns it uses before we shot it down. The crowd cheers. Mediocre white people loved it. He was being shitty to transgender people. <laughs> Sebastian Gorka was talking about mutilating boys and girls and sacrificing them on the altar of their transgender insanity. I know, and they're all fucking bigots, and they're all fake Christians, and they're all fascists, and they all have nothing to offer conservative white non-millionaires. Except this, right? This is their game. It's what they do. But then comes my buddy, Michael Knowles. I had the pleasure of being on a panel with Michael uh, at Politicon in L.A. one year. Um, I was astonished at how Christian he claimed to be, and his absolute proud, and I would say engagingly smug uh, ignorance of everything Jesus ever talked about. And over the years, he and I have sparred on Twitter, and I've asked him every time, can you get me one teaching of Jesus that Donald Trump's not the opposite of? It's like four years. I'm still waiting. Michael Knowles is the guy who said uh, Greta Thunberg was a mentally ill Swedish child on Fox News, and they banned him for like two weeks until Tucker had him back on. He's said that states should ban transgenderism entirely in the past. He attacks gay rights and marriage equality, but nothing could have prepared us for this clip where Michael really, really said the quiet thing out loud. Here it is. There can be no middle way in dealing with transgenderism. It is all or nothing. If transgenderism is true, if men really can become women, then it's true for everybody of all ages. If transgenderism is false, as it is, if men really can't become women, as they cannot, then it's false for everybody, too. And if it's false, then we should not indulge it, especially since that indulgence requires taking away the rights and customs what, what? of so many people. Who? Who? If it is false, then for the good of society, and especially Here for the comes. good of the poor people who have fallen prey to this confusion, Transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely. The whole preposterous ideology at every level. There you go. So there can be so, no middle so way. Right away, the headlines went crazy, right? Because this guy said transgenderism must be banned. So Michael came out and threatened to call his lawyers on Rolling Stone and other newspapers that, you know, were attacking him because they were quoting his exact words. He quickly pointed out, I only meant transgender ideology, not transgender people. Think about that. I only said transgenderism must be eradicated, not transgender people. Try substituting other groups there and see how that sounds. I No, 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 you stupid. I only said Judaism should be eradicated, not Jewish people. I only said Islam should be eradicated, not Muslim people. I only said homosexuality should be eradicated, not gay people. You see the pattern with these revoltingly fake Christian micro dick energy fascists? They support these bills to deprive transgender people of any kind of medical care that would affirm their gender. They want to give them bans on using the bathrooms they're comfortable with. 
They go after live performances by trans individuals. They try to get between transgender children or adults and their families and their doctors. Who the fuck do these people think they are? Who the fuck do these Republicans think they are? You cannot declare a, a, a human means of living to be false. The dick on these micro dicks. This is master race bullshit. There is no difference between a ban on transgenderism and an attack on transgender people. It's some Nazi Hitler genocide shit. And I will say it to Michael's smug little pug face. Transgenderism must be eradicated from public life. And you cannot eradicate transgenderism. You fake Christian fool. That's like saying you can eradicate heterosexuality. You can't do it. You can call for the genocide of transgender people. You can call for the ethnic cleansing, if you will, of transgender people. <laughs> but again, hate makes you stupid, guys. That's why the left has got to try so hard to not let this airborne virus get into your minds. Because what else does he mean? I, uh, the, the, uh, ending the ideology. A, a, ending transgenderism. So what would the people then be? What happens to the thousands and thousands of transgender people that are already here? Involuntary cisgender conversion therapy? Seriously, ask these motherfuckers this question, media, because they won't come on shows like here. And they always say, well, it's just about protecting kids. We're just trying to protect kids. Then, then here's what you say. Okay, the first question should always be to any of these bigots. And I've had it, man. I've had it. I've had it. it, it yeah, I get it. Transgender people are scary for some of y'all. You don't know them. It's new. It's weird to you. I understand. I'm a human. I get it. I was raised to be a homophobe in Long Island as well. I understand it. But it's the constant punching down. It's the constant going after marginalized groups that have no societal power and pretending you're being victimized by them. We're attacked. We're we're canceled if we don't change our way of life and change our way. The pronouns and the bullying. No, you motherfuckers. It's really simple. Trans people have a very hard life. You're either on the side of making their lives easier or making their lives harder. You're either on the side of a society that is kinder to its transgender minority or you want more cruelty you fake christians and you know which side they're going to come down on it's not cruelty we just care about them they've been led astray and we love them they haven't talked to a single one of these people and here's the other question you could you should ask them okay number one show me how transgenderism has ever in any way hurt you or inconvenienced you Show me how these men and women living their lives in a society that brags about liberty. How does Bruce becoming Caitlin hurt you? They can't point to it. It's the children. It's the children. They don't care about children. <laughs> they always say it's protecting kids. So then ask the second question. Tell me statistically why drag queens or trans men or queer people in general are a greater threat to children than priests. And friends, I'm raised Catholic. I have a lot of love for the Catholic Church. I defend them when it is warranted. But let's talk about the child rape. You're going to say that you got to ban drag queens from being near a school, but not a camping trip with priests. <sighs> Again, I'm not saying all priests are pedophiles, but statistically, you guys know more Republican senators have been arrested in public restrooms than trans women. These attacks are not about protecting kids. They are about eradicating trans people. And let's be even more blunt. It's, it's about their own power. It's about haters and Nazis signaling each other. And you have to have a group you're allowed to hate, right? Communists, drug dealers, 
illegals. You got to have dehumanizing language. That's why I call them Christian refugees, because you've got to dehumanize them. Donald Trump used the same words, infestation, for undocumented immigrants that Hitler used for Jews. Michael Knowles, if transgenderism is false, then for the good of society, transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely. I never said Jews should be eradicated. I said Judaism should be eradicated. A week ago, Michael said on his show that his stance was not genocidal. He was saying this for weeks, that it's not genocide because trans people don't exist in the first place. It's not a legitimate category of being. They're laboring under a delusion. And so we need to correct that delusion. He said that last week on his show. So, yeah, go ahead and call it genocide if you want. I don't think Michael's thought it through that much. I don't think Michael Knowles thinks anything through beyond the applause line for the slobbering goobers that paid for CPAC to validate the emptiness in his heart. But here's the deal. This whole thing about CPAC showing up to worship Donald Trump and shit on trans people, that's how stupid the American right wing has become. There's no policies. There's nothing they're fighting for. Just these parties where they try to be as cruel as possible to groups that have no power to hurt them. And then Donald Trump shows up and gives his speech, which was kind of like a tumor and host reunion special. Um, I want to just play one quick clip of Trump. Here he is. He shows up and promised attendees he would go after uh, basically anyone. With you at my side, we will demolish the deep state. We will expel the war mongers. They are people that don't get it, although in some cases they get it. They get it for their wallets. But we can't do that. We can't let that happen. We will drive out the globalists. We will cast out the communists. We will throw off the political class that hates our country. They actually hate our country. No walls, no borders, bad elections, no voter ID. I think we've heard enough. You got the idea. I can't even. I can't even. I want to make fun of it. But it's like it's the same mediocrity. And that's what CPAC deserved. Did you see all the empty seats? Did you watch? Nobody showed up. (laughs) Trump did well, 64% in the CPAC poll. DeSantis, only 20%. And that's the trend. Real clear politics. Trump at 45%. DeSantis, only 29%. Larry Hogan said he's not going to run in 2024. Governor of Maryland. New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu, he supports abortion rights. He's never going to run. Asa Hutchinson, Chris Christie, they're both waiting. They're waiting to see if the indictment groundhog sees its shadow. These Republicans are trying to run against him, but they're terrified to criticize him directly. So you'll see them beat up on transgender children more and more. But in terms of actual policies, they're oblivious. We're going to talk about Walgreens and how Walgreens has delivered a huge victory to the abortion rights movement, not the anti-abortion rights movement, which they thought they were doing. But they keep on waking up sleeping giants (laughs) that are not going to go back to bed. We have a lot to cover. And of course, one thing also, Joe Biden was very busy this weekend in Selma. We're going to play some clips from that. Gavin Newsom throwing down the gauntlet at Walgreens, saying the state of California will do no more business with Walgreens because they're going after abortion pills for women in legal states. There's so much to cover tonight, but this was the end of CPAC. I just want to say the last thing about CPAC we'll remember is Michael Knows calling for the eradication of transgenderism, meaning transgender people, transgender identity, transgender culture. But this is all because Matt Schlapp groped a young male staffer of Herschel Walker's campaign. When I first went to CPAC, 
back in 2015. I was amazed. It was huge. It was like Woodstock for fascists. Now, you saw the pictures. It was sad. Because, as the nursery rhyme says, Matt Schlapp could grope some chap. His wife found gays obscene. And so betwixt them both, they grifted CPAC clean. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is SiriusXM Progress. I am so thrilled to welcome Dr. David Johns back to the show. He is the director of the National Black Justice Coalition, a civil rights organization dedicated to the empowerment of black, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer people, including people living with AIDS. In 2013, Dr. Johns was appointed as the first executive director of the White House Initiative on Educational Excellence for African Americans by President Barack Obama. Maybe you have heard of him. We are always thrilled to welcome Dr. David Johns back to the show. Hello, sir. Hello. Thank it's, you for having me back. Thank you. It's so good to have you back. Uh, I wanted to begin by um, asking your comments on what we heard at CPAC this weekend. I, I, I've i been trying to understand how someone can split hairs this way and say, I wasn't calling for the er- eradication of transgender people, just the eradication of transgenderism. It seems sort of like saying, I didn't call for the eradication of Jewish people, just the eradication of Judaism. Um, should we be surprised that the rhetoric has reached this point from these shallow, superficial people? No, absolutely not. We should not be surprised. If anything, we should be surprised that the conditions exist that allow for folks like, uh, I'm loath to say his name, but Michael Knowles um, and others to um, engage in gaslighting, right? The definition of which is manipulating someone using psychological methods into questioning their own sanity or powers of reasoning and to suggest that there is a uh, difference or distinction uh, worth acknowledging between um, suggesting that um, an entire political party prioritize um, killing or cutting out an entire community of people. Um, yeah. It's crazy making, um, to use a, a simple term. What I struggle with is, to me, the core of the answer to your question, which is that we should not be surprised because we've been here before. A part of what I've struggled with, John, in, in, in the uh, month of February, uh, Black History Month, which I began on, on the first day of February, being uh, awakened to the news that uh, two exceptionally privileged white men, Ronald Dion DeSantis, the governor of Florida, and David Coleman, the CEO of the College Board were engaging in horse trading, um, critically important parts of who I am and how I show up in the world as a Black, same gender loving man, um, and parts of um, my history. Um, Ronald Dion DeSantis, a failed history teacher, knows full well that you cannot talk about 
or should not talk about, <laughs> uh, because words matter, uh, Black history without acknowledging that contributions over time, especially in North America, have always involved Black women and Black feminist perspectives. And yes. similarly, um, it's disingenuous at best to celebrate watershed moments throughout Black history without acknowledging Black queer folk and trans folk and non-binary folk who showed up in those spaces even before the terms existed. Uh, and so the last thing I just want to say around this is that words matter. They have definitions uh, for this very reason. Um, and as an English major, it's important for me to go to roots of, of words. So transgenderism is a euphemism for what has ter been termed gender dysphoria. Mm -hmm. uh, and I want people to be clear that the American Psychological Association um, has been used much like other institutions in this country. This is why critical race theory is important because it allows you to be able to name things that Thank are otherwise you. invisible. Um, but the American Psychological Association has been used as a tool to uh, affirm stigma um, and to perpetuate oppression and marginalization um, and the privilege that many people enjoy after having not earned it. And the term gender dysphoria no longer appears in the DSM or the Diagnostic mm -hmm. and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Thank you. Uh, and so I want you to be clear that there are folks on the right um, who are weaponizing language that has been litigated and found to have been used for these offensive, divisive reasons and none of that should be lost on us. Very much related to that, this is about um, alleged medical harm caused yes. by trans folks who are alleged to threaten, quote, family or traditional values. And there is not a single scientific study that shows that a person encountering being in a relationship with our community with the trans person causes their, them harm. In fact, the opposite is true. Um, there's a study released by the Trevor Project uh, recently that found that um, one in every four Black trans or non-binary young people have contemplated suicidal ideation. Of course. Many more experience discrimination as a result of compounded challenges associated with identities they didn't ask to create. And the solution to that is caring and supportive friends and family members. And so this is a really long way of saying um, we should not be surprised um, and we should be doing more to change the conditions that allow folks um, to be able to sit in the, and create this kind of madness. I love everything you just said, doctor, because as I say to people all the time, you have the choice to either be supportive of your transgender brother and sisters or to be adding to the cruelty. That's it. You can be loving or you can make their lives more stigmatized. And we yes, see. Well, yes, John, but at the risk of being persnickety in this moment, there's also a third choice, which is to mind your fucking business well, and to say nothing. Sure, if you want. Sure. But they, that's not good enough for them. These are fascists and fascists have nothing to offer hardworking white conservative people. So they have to say marginalized groups that have no power in society are a threat to you. For a while, it was Muslims. For It's always migrants. It's always undocumented workers doing slave labor. Now it's transgender children who want to use a bathroom they feel comfortable in or trans soldiers willing to risk their lives for this country that likes to boast about liberty, but doesn't like to see that liberty up close being practiced in ways they're not used to. 
I'm so glad you brought up Ron DeSantis, because I think what we see in the state of Florida crystallizes the erasure of cultural history. Everything Ron DeSantis is trying to do, the book, the book bannings or books for review, almost all deal with the uh, black and brown experience or the LGBTQ experience. Stop Woke is designed to not teach history. The uh, the the uh, don't say gay bill is designed to hide reality from people. This is. A direct descendant from the residential schools where Indian kids were taken away and taught to be white and had their own culture attempts to strip their own culture from them. This is what fascists always do. And Ron DeSantis seems to think post 2020 and post 2022 that that's what mainstream America wants. We'll see. I think a part of the run up to his um, formal launching of his presidential candidacy is uh, hoping that there, that he will be able to persuade the movable middle or enough of middle America to um, espouse or at least to endorse um, this particular set of white nationalistic um, ideologies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at, at this moment, um, that's not necessary, right? In order to uh, receive the nomination, he has to win the support of maybe a quarter of the party. And in this moment, um, using tried entire tactics that create wedge cultural issues and wars is working. Um, and we should all be clear about that. What do you think of the media coverage, Dr. Johns, to Ron DeSantis's plan to uh, essentially strip diversity, equity, inclusion programs from his memo in late December of last year? Uh, Institutions were also instructed to report on how much those programs cost and how much state funding would be spent on them. And more or less, once again, we just see a white conservative politician trying to get white conservative votes by scaring people about the actions of powerless non-white minorities. Right. There's a lot there, so let's unpack it. My hope is that in this moment, white people in particular have meetings with each other to talk about the importance of critical thinking in the ways of the teachings (laughs) of Bell Hooks and really ask. Some of us at the meetings try to bring it up, but we get (laughs) shouted down. Right. This is my way of saying, y'all keep doing that. Um, (laughs) Keep doing your part. Uh, But really ask why it is that Uh, Ronald Dion DeSantis, the failed history teacher, is attempting to persuade us to avoid using uh, existing terms and strategies that help us think about structural inequality Mm -hmm. um, and um, in ways that defy current black letter law, enacting policies that are upending thoughtful efforts to ensure equity for marginalized communities heretofore, including white women. Right. What I worry most about with regard to the policies that are coming out of the evangelical right wing of the Republican Party is the danger in the introduction of the ideas, right? Like not only does Ronald Deion DeSantis have control of the legislature in Florida and a Supreme court that would likely back a lot of his plays. Mm -hmm. So happening without impunity, which contributes to us naming what's happening as fascism, the definition of it. Right. Yes. And there are people and institutions that are responding preemptively before some of these ideas have been codified. Right. We saw this in the, the wake of, um, stop woke, which is really don't say black as well That's as right. don't say, gay, which had the result of 
librarians and media scientists um, stripping books from from buildings because they don't want to trip over intentionally vague laws around what is and isn't permissible. Right. This past weekend, not at CPAC, but at a parallel event um, at a Ronald Reagan Institute, um, he he sort of reversed positioning on don't say gay, targeting uh, early elementary school students, which always vexes me as a formal educator who thinks a lot about child development and knows that Ronald Deion DeSantis and so many others don't actually like children, especially children who don't look like them. But but all of this is having the result is resulting in rather industry shifting without thinking critically about what is happening and why. Right. And so I worry about the erosion of Title VII programs that were designed to ensure that people on the basis of sex or women identified folks had certain protections um, that are being targeted by folks like Ronald Deion DeSantis, as well as Governor Yunkin in Virginia and Greg Abbott in Texas and, and so many others who are choosing um, uh, to play in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want people to understand that it's not simply hyperbole. The idea that um, politicians are targeting one's ability to exist in public um, to where they can't go to a bathroom, they can't participate in a sporting Correct. event, can't receive gender affirming care. All of that exacerbates the data that we know that shows that trans and non-binary folks specifically, but LGBTQIA plus people are marginalized people more generally face mental health trauma at home. And this is all tantamount to genocide, which is the intentional uh, cutting out of or killing of a group of people. Um, And so I want us to be more honest in using um, terms, especially the terms that are being co-opted by those who are attempting to preserve power at the cost of democracy. How how much of this is performative cruelty, Dr. Johns? I mean, we've, we've talked a lot about how Ron DeSantis lying a bunch of people awaiting legal hearings for being migrants onto an airplane with promises of jobs and green cards under those false pretenses, shipping them to Martha's Vineyard for a stunt and essentially imposing them on the Republican governor of that state who did have to provide housing for them. These were migrants that were in Texas, not even in Florida. DeSantis did it all for his own self-aggrandizement. How much of what we're seeing here is theatrics? Because you had some very good points that the college board actually played into those theatrics by getting suckered into this debate about what's appropriate for AP African-American studies. Yeah, and shame on them to be a hundred-year-old organization that operates as a multi-billion-dollar nonprofit organization to be uh, willfully ignorant about the political conditions associated with the Santism um, and/or this moment in our geopolitical environment, and to roll out an AP African American Studies course without regard for any of what has happened. Yes, um, shame on you, um, to say the least. And my hope is that at a minimum. Um, People ask more critical questions about the college board and the power they have in deciding what's taught in K-12 curriculum throughout the country, as well as who gets into college. I also hope that more people do investigatory journalism and find out where the college board's profits go, including in uh, offshore accounts um, that have been applied by Forbes. Um, So that's one. The second is, um, is this theatrics? Um, so I want to highlight a couple of stats from the Trevor Project, a Please. partner organization that recently last month uh, issued a research brief around the uh, public health crisis associated with Black, transgender, and non-binary young people. Um, one in four are 25% of Black, transgender, and non-binary young people reported a suicide attempt in the last year. 
77% of Black LGBTQ young people report having experienced discrimination based on their orientation or gender identity. Black transgender youth report increased levels of mental health, um, anxiety, anxiety and depression as a result of lack of parental and social support. Um, what we know is that not only the rhetoric, but the actions associated with the rhetoric mm-hmm. cost children in particular their lives. Um, and, and these rates to me are um, concerning because children don't ask to be born, nor do they sign up to deal with the problems, the political problems that adults created. Um, so to move away from the um, the data points for a second, which again reflect real people, right? A, a part of the theatrics is to me weapons of mass distraction. So we are spending time talking about um, AP African American history. We're not spending as much time talking about DeSantis's attacks on academic uh, freedom, our liberties. He's taken over a college called New College. That's correct. Um, we should be lost on no one. Um, is attempting to institute. Um, what they're calling uh, values um, curriculum, which is white nationalistic curriculum, to your point about um, schools designed to indoctrinate uh, Native children. Um, Similar strategies were also used by the Daughters of the Revolution to rewrite history books after the Civil War. What we know is that these efforts are distracting from our ability to talk about the damage and neglect that exists as a result of the failed leadership and these culture wars. Mm-hmm. So we're not talking about the fact that so many Floridians can't get home ownership as a result of the policies throughout the state and the lack of preparation connected to climate change. We're not talking about the fact that the um, educational rates have been abysmal for kids who are not white and privileged throughout yep. the state of Florida for decades, or the fact that the uh, if you're a black student in the state of Florida, you are two times more likely to be suspended or expelled or overrepresented in special education, not the AP class that may possibly be offered to students one day as an elective. Um, and as we think about the fragility of our democracy, um, especially thinking about the current composition of the U.S. House of Representatives, uh, my hope is that more people um, think critically um, and work woke, to use um, the term that he's attempting um, to bastardize in this moment because it, he has already signaled the kind of leader he will be. And I think you asked this earlier, but I worry most about the fact that it took members of the media what feels like six years to be able to name the things that 45 was doing yes. and the harm that he was causing to our country and our democracy. And Ronald Deion DeSantis is running the same plays, uh, and we are not yet using the same terms to describe his actions. Correct. Um, hope is that more of your colleagues and others who purport to care would not only think critically, but um, describe things with the urgency that I feel is needed. I'm still waiting for the New York Times to stop saying things like discernible falsehoods or whoppers and just go with lies. So I I share your frustration at the lack of uh, direct informative language. You know, House Bill 999 in Florida would prohibit public colleges from funding any projects that espouse diversity, equity or inclusion and critical race theory rhetoric. Whatever that means, they're just trying to find ways to beat up on higher education and essentially make people who aren't bothered by racism feel like there's no danger of the history of racism being taught. But right over the border in uh, Tennessee, I I have to ask you about this bill, HB 1215, that would effectively not 
target transgender children, but cut off access to gender affirming care for low income adults. That measure prohibits uh, Tennessee's Medicaid program from working with health insurance companies like they normally do that cover gender affirming care. They're really going all out to try to get people who already vote Republican to vote Republican because they like the cruelty. Yeah. And while we're at it, let's also name that Tennessee's good old Governor Bill Lee signed a a ban, a bill rather banning uh, drag shows in public spaces, which has me wondering, like, what's going to happen to Mrs. Doubtfire or Tyler Perry, which I know so many people uh, love. And I'm um, laughing in this moment, but none of this is funny, given that the result of it is that people will suffer. Um, and people will die as a result of not being able to receive the kind of care and compassion that we all require to exist in community. Um, that's it. Um, and this is simply about attempting to turn out a base that is motivated by fear and scarcity um, rather than acknowledging the lessons that our country has always taught, which is that there's strength in diversity. Mm-hmm. Our diversity only means deficit when people are positioned to pit us against one another um, and destroy communities that otherwise have always found ways to to work together and uh, innovate to solve seemingly intractable problems, uh, none of which are on the list of priorities for the Republican leaders at present. Well, on that note, I want to thank you for joining us again, Dr. David Johns. Uh, He is the executive director of the National Black Justice Coalition. It is always an honor and a pleasure to have you. What is the best way for our listeners to keep up with you, sir, and all your work? I appreciate that. For anyone interested in continuing or debating, you can find me at Dr. David Johns across most platforms or uh, Mr. David Johns. And the National Black Justice Coalition is MBJC on the move across all platforms. It's always a pleasure, Doctor. Thank you so much for joining us. Please come back again soon. And thank you for fighting for people who don't have a voice in this media culture. We got to take a quick one. We'll be right back with your calls at 866-997-4748. This is Progress After Dark. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.
We are SiriusXM Progress. We're at 866-997-4748, 866-997-GRIT. Let's go to the phone. Some of y'all have been waiting on hold forever, and I'm so grateful to you for your patience. We're going to be joined shortly this hour by the great Rhonda Hanson, Marie in Atlanta. Thank you so much for waiting on hold. Hey, John. Thanks Hi. for taking my call. Sure. Um, I was listening to your prior guest, and um, the thing about, you know, all of these acti- all of these. Huh, actions against um, LGBTQ and trans folks that I keep coming back to that doesn't make any sense to me. You know, Robin Williams in the film Mrs. Doubtfire, mm. a man dressed yes. in women's clothing. Grooming your children. In, Grooming them. And, and Exactly. Well, and, and in that film, he, he promoted this television show, and at the end of it, sorry, spoiler alert, he, in that character, Mrs. Doubtfire, a, a man who is in women's clothing, mm-hmm. is reading letters to children yes. and delivering educational information. No one looks at that film and says that there's something about it that's grooming children or that's teaching children you know, obscene things. But that's because Republicans can't advance their careers by demonizing that film. That's a film that families liked. Republicans have to go after gay people and trans people. They can't go after Robin Williams or Dustin Hoffman and Tootsie or Tom Hanks and Bosom Buddies or mm-hmm. Jack Lemmon and Tony Curtis and Some Like It Hot or Bugs Bunny and Half a Million Cartoons. No, 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 no. That stuff doesn't scare people. They, they're not trying to help people. They're not trying to protect children. They're trying to get votes from low wattage white people. But here's the thing. I mean, even if even if you take away all of that history in film and entertainment, the the modern drag show, and I've been to plenty. Sure. First of all, they tend to be in places that serve liquor. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to be real honest here. If your 9 or 14-year-old is in a bar, I'm judging you. Thank you. And not kindly, irrespective right. of what goes on in that bar. Yep. Okay. Sure. Second thing is drag shows in many cases are, I sort of see them as, Somewhat a combination of, of vaudeville and modern entertainment in the sense that it is this representation of femininity that is way over the top. Yeah. Right. It's the it's the the most glamorous, the biggest hair, the biggest, you know, yes. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And so it's not I, I, there may be jokes about private parts that, that occur within the act, again, occurring at a bar. Sure. But I don't see it as. It, it's not promoting a lifestyle. No, it's of course it's not. It's it's rather innocent and in some cases tacky and in some cases kind of corny and campy. But again, they don't care about the facts. They're relying on the ignorance of conservative white people who are scared of things they don't know about, scared of things they don't understand. If too many white people watch RuPaul's Drag Race and realized how fun and harmless this whole culture is, the Republicans would have to find something else to scare them with. That this is how it always is. You know this better than I do, Marie. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's just like I said. Every time I every time I think about the subject, I just keep going back to all the things I know about drag shows and you know people who are trans and people who are LGBTQ. And it's like, like none of what they say 
fits what my lived experience about and knowing that community. They don't so care, but they don't. But they don't care about that. They're not interested in telling the truth. They're interested in helping improve their numbers. They're interested in getting elected and getting more donations. Fear is all they've got. They're not going to come out and tell hardworking conservative white people how they're going to try to make your your health care more affordable. We're not going to come out and talk about infrastructure or talk about how we we want to have no one in your family should ever declare bankruptcy because you can't afford to pay health care costs or help them with student love. They can't do it. They have nothing to offer non-millionaires but fear and umbrage. And that's all they do. It's all the powerless minority groups that are coming to take away your power, white people. And that's what drives it all. Oh, the the illegals are coming to take my job here at the bank. It's it's all rubbish, but it works. And it's how fascists always do it. The difference this time is I really believe, Marie, there's more of us. It's not going to work. You can get a Republican nomination that way. I don't think you can get elected at a national level anymore. And after seeing how much mainstream, independent white America, those moderates that everyone wants, how much they are turned off to all the racism and Trumpism. I I, kind of feel like these people have overshot the mark a bit. Well, I'll I'll share this quickly. There's a um, there was a bill that went through both houses of um, the Georgia legislature to allow essentially Republican Republicans because they're the majority um, to be able to essentially control prosecutors. If prosecutors are prosecuting something they don't like, then, well, they're going to step in and they're going to take over that prosecutor's office. And Brian Kemp has indicated, Governor Brian Kemp, has indicated that he is willing to sign the bill. once It has to go through the reconciliation process on a couple of details. But this thing is likely to pass in the next probably three weeks. Hmm. There goes the prosecution that Fonnie Willis yeah. has been trying to pursue. Well, that's what Trump's um, trying to Trump's yeah. trying to get Fonnie Willis fired. He's doing anything he can. He's so terrified of her. Of course. But here's the thing. Number one, there were people who voted for Brian Kemp. Because remember, there were people who voted for Brian Kemp and not Stacey Abrams. Oh, I know. You mean they voted for vote in, they, you mean Herschel Walker. They voted for Brian Kemp, but didn't vote for Herschel Walker. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But they also passed over. They didn't vote for, for Stacey, Stacey Abrams. Right. Either. Well, you could. Um, and, and the thing is, the 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 rationale that I heard from people who voted for Kemp was that he didn't do what what Trump wanted him to do. He followed the law. Yeah. And my thought was, no, he went through as much as he could without actually breaking the law. That's true. But instead, now that he can, he's changing the law. Oh, he's and just he like Pence. Yeah, just like Pence. I mean, Kemp did everything he could to make Trump happy. Mm-hmm. And he so didn't want to follow the law, but he did follow the law. And then right away after claiming how much integrity Georgia's elections have, you know this, Marie, he signed on to passing all these laws in the state of Georgia to get rid of all these rigged elections. I mean, we have to have more voter integrity laws, forgetting that he'd been telling the voters for so. That's how terrified these people are of Trump voters. That's how terrified they are of being forced to tell the truth, because in parts of this country, if you're a Republican, you could lose your damn job for telling the truth. Exactly. Well, here's here's what I hope if this. God forbid, but if this thing actually goes through, this this prosecutor control bill in Georgia, if it should go through, I'd like the NAACP to immediately start filing demands against all the prosecutors that have not prosecuted murderers mm-hmm. that involved African Americans. Yeah. Like the kid down in Georgia that was found in the rolled up gym mat. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. 
and I don't see a prosecution happening there. Nope. Nope. I mean, I hope there will be, but yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all the it's all the selective prosecution of outrages. That's it. Marie, thank you very much for calling. I want to go to Rob in Orlando. Rob, thank you so much for being patient on hold. Hey John. Hi. You know, I, I like I wanted to change my topic. I like this uh, idea of eradicating trannies. We can send them to Mars and they can somehow populate Mars. Yeah, you don't they like them, do you? The first so so liberty's not your thing, sick. right? Individual liberty, freedom, you don't like that, right, Rob? No, I like that. You I don't really like do. that. No, you transgender transgender Americans live Caitlyn Jenner, uh Republican donor. What what should she be forced to do? Should Caitlyn Jenner be forced to medically transition back to being a cisgender male? Is that what you believe? Like No, what? no, 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 no. If you're an adult, go for it. So what ha- what about all the thousands of transgender people? You're a year old boy who is taking Lupron to chemically castrate himself because his mother says Who's doing that, Rob? Who's who's today, and who's honey? doing that? Do you have any names of people doing that? Yes. Any specifics? No, 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 no. Who who's yeah. someone who's castrating their eight year old? Give me a name. Uh Jazz Jennings. Who? Jazz Jennings. And Jazz Jennings. Little, and Jazz you know, Jennings is castrating an eight year old? Well when they when they were little, they were taking Lupron to transition. Okay. That's chemical castration. Okay. Okay. So, so this is very go. important. Yeah, okay, so this is very important to you. Okay, so so transgender uh, adults, though, you, you, you call them trannies, right? Uh, you want to send them to another planet, yeah, you said? Yeah, disgusting people. Yes. They, they no, no, they're disgusting to, to you, planet. Rob. They're disgusting to you. Some people don't like racists, you know? Um, they're disgusting to you. Now, you wanted to talk about Tucker Carlson and January 6th footage? Yes, yeah, so the, uh, the shaman guy, he was led through the through the Capitol building by Capitol Police. So they weren't storming anything. So the shaman guy, Jacob Chansley, projecting. You're talking about the guy. I'm sorry. Hang on a second. You're talking about the guy carrying the six foot long spear who broke into the Capitol building. That guy. No, he didn't break in. And then he went up to he went up to hang on. Jacob Chansley. He's the one who went up to the officer Robichaud and screamed, this is our house. And said, we're here to take the Capitol and get congressional leaders. And then he broke into the chambers to stop the results of a free and fair election that you didn't like. Didn't break in. Uh, yeah, no, he did. He walked in with He pled no. guilty. He pled guilty. He never went to trial because he pled guilty. And this is Tucker Carlson, wow. who's put his hand on a Bible and admitted under oath that he lied. Uh, Tucker Carlson knows that Donald Trump really lost the 2020 election. I'm curious how you, Rob, feel about the revelation. Rob, Rob, listen, I'm not talking about that bullshit. I'm talking about all the Fox News anchors who privately, including Rupert Murdoch, who writes their paychecks, all knew that Trump was lying and really lost the election, including Tucker Carlson. He's on the record. He was lying to you all along, Rob. And I'm wondering, how do you, how do you reconcile that? Tucker lied to you, but you liked the lie. So what do you do now? You say he lied. No, 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 no. Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson, because you only consume right wing news. So you'll never know the facts unless you seek it out. And the truth scares you. Tucker Carlson under oath. Tucker Carlson under oath confirmed that Donald Trump really lost the election, that he knew Trump lost the election. He never believed that Donald Trump won, that Sidney What's Her Face was a whack job. All of this is there. And then he'd go on TV and tell guys like you what you want to hear. Same with Hannity. Same with Laura Ingram. Same with Brett Baer. Same with Rupert Murdoch. They were lying to you all along, Rob. And Jacob Chansley pled guilty. So I don't know what you're talking about. 
Pardon me? I don't know. I don't think that happened in reality. Do you know anything about the Dominion lawsuit? Do you have, like do you do you consume any news about the Dominion lawsuit? Anything at all about it? No, I didn't give a I didn't give a rat's ass. Yeah, about and they're that. counting on that at Fox. They're counting on your ignorance about that. So that's why you don't know the facts. That's how Fox News stays in power because they need men like you to be completely ignorant about the reality. Why don't you grow a dick and actually go ahead and research it and Google Dominion lawsuit and Google what Tucker Carlson really said because they're lying to you, you child man. Now. People of Earth, whether you like it or not, let me bring in the sublime Rhonda Hanson, one of the funniest comedians in the game. Rhonda has opened for Anita Baker, Diana Ross, and Aretha Franklin. She does great solo shows. Catch her on Politipod, available on SoundCloud. Miss Hanson, welcome back. I'm black, y'all. Thank God for that. How are you, Rhonda? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. I, uh, I'm happy to have left uh, Black History Month for the glory of of Women's History Month. I'm yeah. wonderful. Oh, that's wonderful. good. Welcome to Women's History Month. Y'all could lose a little weight, by the way. Yeah, that's kind of how it is. Um, <laughs> so you just heard our last caller. Uh, very, very angry uh, because um, Tucker Carlson has proven that January 6th was law-abiding people, and he doesn't even know. He doesn't even know that Tucker Carlson admitted under oath that they were lying about everything uh, in the Dominion lawsuit. This is what we're up against. And we we just have to realize that they're not going to have all the facts because facts challenge the worldview. Well, we don't we don't need facts anymore. We you know, once we have all facts, that's that's all we need, John. You're right. Yeah. All facts. I mean, I, I don't even know what to say anymore, Rhonda. I want to get to some calls in a second, but it's like we just witnessed this weekend. Michael Knowles, who's someone that I know coming out at CPAC and saying that we have to eradicate transgenderism. And now they're all circling the wagons. Pardon me if that expression's offensive. Uh, trying to protect this guy when when in reality, you know, they're saying the same thing they've said all along. I mean, this is well, what they're they saying do. that about black people too <laughs> what are they saying they want to get they want to get rid of black people they want to wait they all well, they actually want to put us back in the situation of of jim crow um well, they don't um, want to get rid of black I, people they want to get rid of black history don't they they don't want to get rid of except, black people they want to get ex- they want to get rid of them feeling bad about what their great greats did John, you know, when they start talking about bringing back public executions and lynchings, that's really reserved for us. I mean, uh, hang Mike Pence was an anomaly. But uh, I mean, everybody is is ready to uh, take us take us all the way back. Uh, I, I mean, they they really want to have uh, Jim Crow situations and uh, apartheid situation where uh, a a 80 percent black uh, area could be con- com- controlled completely by uh, uh, white people. I mean, it's, yeah, what's happening it's crazy in Mississippi, town. what's Ameri- happening in Mississippi America- is insane right now. I mean, what's going on down there? It's just they're literally trying to take local civic control out of the hands of the majority black capital of the state and have white politicians impose a white governing board that will just be stuck there to run things. And like they seem to think after the crisis in clean drinking water that the media is not going to pay attention to this. 
Well, the the, the me I the media is is actually sort of dragging its feet, John. Uh, you of know, course. I just uh, I, I don't understand why we're not out in the streets, you know, trying to get this country to some semblance of its regular craziness, because this this uh, extra crispy craziness is going to it's it's unlike some kind of wild trajectory. Yeah, I'm with you. We, we have a lot of listeners who want to call and weigh in tonight about everything. Rhonda, are you ever talking to some of our evil army of the night? I love them. I have got to hear them. Yes. And we invite you guys to call us anytime at 866-997-4748-866-997-GRIT. Let me go to Kat calling from Dallas. Kat, thanks for your patience. You're on with comedian Rhonda Hanson. Hello. Hi, John. Hi, Rhonda. Hi. Hi. Really hesitant to bring up a lot of stuff, but I think the real problem with being trans is that everything is associated with sex. Yeah. Involves scandal. And they, they they think scandal. Yeah, and same with being gay. There are a lot, straight there are a lot of dead straight. transsexual people. Yeah. And there's this movie, the Gwen Arajo story. I recommend people people learn about that. But recently, I was on on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I spent last night. I spent two out two hours. Okay. Reporting people for hate speech. Okay. Because the the number of men. And they're broadcast on YouTube, and the way they put it, and the way the things that they said, I I thought it was 1975 again. Yeah. And about trans people. You know. About trans people, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I tell anyone, if you go on YouTube, and you see hate speech from these people reported because their channel could get canceled, and that might be good. Both of the fifth column, the both the fifth column, column. Mm-hmm. Uh, suggested her she, and then suddenly her she is coming out with the, with the woman say her she, and that was really good. But then he was suddenly that was attacked, and then he yeah. he mentioned Mike and Ike, which I thought was kind of a kind of a good anecdotal way of putting it. Like oh, for, the, for those who don't understand, they, her she her she was trying to be kind of uh, open minded and using the her she pronoun thing as a double absolutely, entendre with their absolutely. name. And now Rhonda, you have right wing bigots saying they're going to boycott Hershey, which is ridiculous because they're never going to give up chocolate. These people. I mean, absolutely. come on. Absolutely. And the thing, the thing that really, I was I was listening to, I was watching the the video for Transport Evolved. I'm, I don't work for this person. But I watch her channel, and she does a lot on electric vehicles. Okay. And she was being harassed by the comments, and she shut off the comments. And then Jesse Gender, who was another trans, who actually had to move because they uh, they found where she was, where she lived, just so they could harass her. You know, there's been a lot of recent hate on trans people, and I, I'm 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 reminiscent of Bugs Bunny and a few other cartoons. Yeah. And I wonder where these people are coming from. And, I mean, you have beauty pageants, you know, for girls, and I wonder how that sexualizes them. Of course. But moreover, That's acceptable. Moreover, yeah, moreover, right? I literally, when I leave the house, have, have my weapon with me because I have been harassed like you wouldn't believe. Uh, listen, I, been, I, think all, I, 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 I think all LGBT people uh, and all women should be armed at all times in this country. But, I mean... And, and, and I and I don't want to be armed. I literally, for the longest time, carried a non-lethal, mm-hmm. which I use this burner kind of uh, gas, kind of a uh, pellet, kind of firing thing. Okay. And literally, I mean, you want to be this good person, but I literally have been through some stuff. I can't even. You, you would. I mean, I could go into a book about the stuff that I've dealt with, 
trans people in the 80s, in the, in the 80s, when you try to transition, oh, my God, there was no help. Yeah. And now we're trying to roll, the, roll, the, roll it back to 1950s, and people need to understand that we fear for our lives just going to Walmart, you know. I know. And when, when I get up in the morning, you know, I've got, I work in tech support, and my voice is not that great because I didn't transition to way late. Okay. But people need to understand it's not about sex. It's not about sex in what, any way whatsoever. It's about software. And we're all, yeah. we're all born the way we're born, and the software may not match, you know. Uh, right, but I think you, you bring up a great point, though, Kat, and, and, and Rhonda. I mean, is there any group that thinks about gay sex more than heterosexual homophobic guys? I, I've never met men who think about gay sex or transgender sex more than straight conservative men who have no sex. Absolutely. And they, and they literally will have these whole big discussions, and the things they say remind me of, like, just, I can't believe the hate speech I've seen on YouTube, you know, and I literally want to just spend three hours just reporting hate speech, reporting hate speech, reporting hate speech over and over and over. Well, get out and have some fun too, Kat. Don't, don't spend all your well, evening reporting hate speech. There's a time I, and a place. I want, I want, I want to also give, give kudos to her because she's really great. People need to understand a couple of things. Ron DeSantis is trying to rewrite history. Chinese yes. built our railroad. Black people built the country. You know? Yeah. And the the more they keep trying to trying to hide history, the more scholars like yourself and myself and Rhonda and other people are going to get it out there because literally the Native Americans were butchered. You know, and anyone who wants to really understand Native Americans mm-hmm. and I'm not I don't work for this I don't work for I don't I don't know. Just watch them watch the movies, the Billy Jack movies, because literally you'll learn about the slaughters that took place yeah. in Native American history, and they got it the worst. And so, Kat, yeah, I thank you, you know? so much for the call. I really do appreciate it. And Rhonda, I'm glad that Kat mentioned Native American slaughters as well in the end, because I was saying with our guest in the first hour, Dr. David Johns, this is completely related to me to what happened in residential schools in New York and Canada in the 1800s and 1900s where Native kids were taken from their families and essentially taught to be white. To me, that's of a piece with this Stop Woke Act and this uh, uh, ridiculous Don't Say Gay Bill. They're literally trying to erase culture from history. They're trying to eradicate groups of people so we all look more the same. Well, we're not going to look all the same, uh, you know, especially uh, because we're not made that way, John. But there is a mindset in white supremacy to uh, to eliminate, to eradicate. And Mm -hmm. uh, I I feel that uh, America has just started ramping up the I that aspect of the white supremacist idea, uh, in addition to, as you say, uh, revisionist history, uh, eradicating history, uh, <laughs> to, to, to make us essentially f- forget and ignore anything that is the reason for uh, issues in the present, anything from the past that is uh, repercussions, you know, uh, reverberating in our present. Amen. We got to take a break, Rhonda. Can you stick around until after the break? We have a lot of callers I want to get to and some, Absolutely. Uh, some dope audio from the day as well. If you're on hold, please stay there. We'll be right back in just a moment and get to your calls along with the great Rhonda Handsome. Our number is 866-997-4748. Did y'all notice that dude knew nothing? 
about the Dominion lawsuit. Like like last week, all the news was about <laughs> they were all lying. The Fox anchors knew they were lying. That dude knew none of it. That's why Fox News never gets scared. That's why we call it a bubble. They are immune to facts. We'll be right back with your calls and more facts. 866-997-GRIT. In Selma, Alabama, yesterday, Joe Biden said voting rights are under attack. It was the 58th anniversary of Bloody Sunday, and Biden spoke of the continuing fight for voting protections. Despite a lack of any discernible progress right now, he said the conservative Supreme Court has gutted the Voting Rights Act over the years since the 2020 election. A wave of states and dozens and dozens of anti-voting laws fueled by the big lie and election deniers are now elected to office. Joe Biden was speaking at the Edmund Pettus Bridge, the site uh, in 1965 of uh, an attack by law enforcement on roughly 600 nonviolent civil rights demonstrators, including future Congressman John Lewis. By the way, this is interesting. You know, uh, the number of Democratic voters who think Joe Biden should be the party's nominee in 2024, it's going up. According to a brand new Emerson College national survey released late last week, 71% of Democratic voters said Biden should be the nominee in next year's election. It was 58% in last month's Emerson College poll. And guess where Joe Biden is doing the best? Millennials, 18 to 34 year old Democratic voters, are the most pro Biden for re election demographic of all Democrats. 85% of 18 to 34 year olds say he should run again. Only 15% of 18 to 34 year old Democratic voters say someone else should be the nominee. Now contrast that with Trump, who's going more and more anti LGBT all the time. More and more young people are being turned off to this Republican Party, be it the way minorities are treated, the way trans people are treated, the way women are treated. I I mean, Joe Biden's doing pretty good. 72 percent of 35 to 49 year old Democrats said Biden should be the nominee. Only 20 percent, 28 percent said it should be someone else. Uh, Other polls are showing the same thing. Things are really turning around for Biden in terms of support from his own party. The NPR PBS NewsHour Maris poll last week found that 50 percent of Democratic and Democratic leading voters said the party has the best chance to win in 2024 with Joe Biden. I'm John Fugel saying we're back with the great Rhonda Handsome. Hey, Rhonda. Hey, <laughs> I love this crazy world we're living in, uh, John. I I really I really feel like someone has uh, turned the the volume up a lot. Right. <laughs> I mean, the nuts. It's, the it's, nuts. it's insane. And I mean, you know, obviously the nuts are always going to get the most attention, right? The media is not going to get a lot of clicks from nice people working in their communities to improve life for others. But douchebags waving swastikas are always going to get all the air coverage. It's, it's well, not a big surprise. John, this is the thing that has been frightening me when uh, I have been in a really wonderful, warm, welcoming story uh, telling situations. Uh, I feel like I'm 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 in some kind kind of um, 1930s, you know, creative uh, environment that's just waiting for the the whip to go down for things to just formally change over to the world, the entire world being on fire. I'm with you. We have a lot of callers, Miss Hanson. You want to take some of our evil army of the night? Bring on the army. Mike in Georgia. Thanks for your patience. Welcome. 
Good evening. I talked to you the other night about Leo Frank. Yes, sir. I'm impressed about your knowledge. And afterwards, it made me think about the county I live in where Leo Frank was lynched. Okay. That we could have the nastiest, meanest, worst county in the nation, which is probably not true. But yeah, that's... Do a little hit those are fighting words. What What is your county in Georgia, Mike? Cobb, C-O-B-B. Famous county. Okay. Now, now tell me why, what, why, why you have the issues with Cobb County. Well, I live there for one thing, and Newt Gingrich was... A resident here. Ooh, okay. Yeah, okay. How about less dramatics? Okay, yeah. The former president of the John Birch Society, and he was on flight 008, was shot down over uh, the Korean Sea. Okay. That's Larry McDonald. Right. Uh, racist and worse. Who else do we have here? <laughs> There's got to be good How people. Do- as, as Dr. Good- Tom Price, who was in Trump's cabinet, mm-hmm. they kicked him out because he flew all over the place on uh, the uh, citizen's dime. Listen, I'm, I'm with you, and I can talk all day about the awful people that come from different counties in the country, but let me just tell you one thing I just looked up from Fox 5 Atlanta. Uh, from last fall about your very county, dozens of Cobb County students showed up at the Cobb County School Board meeting because they felt like there was a lack of accountability towards racism and homophobia in their schools. And these kids actually showed up to the school district board meeting to complain about it. So, you know, the young people are the future. And I have a lot of hope when I see that, you know, you live there, Mike. These young kids who showed up and wanted their schools to be more attentive to racism and homophobia live there. For every shitty thing you can show me in your county, I bet I can find five good things. Well, I could work up a list of 10 good things, but this is get the attention of some people, and if you get some more folks who call in and go, my county is nasty and Cobb, <laughs> good if that works out and it's attractive. Um, I don't know. You might have some slow days and go, call me and give me 10 names from your county. Right. And... <laughs> well, I mean, I know that I know that Cobb County banned uh, teaching critical race theory in elementary schools, so God knows they're working on the issues that really matter. Letterman used to uh, mention it almost on a regular basis, the stupid things that the Cobb County Commission was doing. I remember. But I ought to throw in Bobby Franklin, Dr. No. He's an insurance salesman from Northeast Cobb. Hardly anybody knew about him. The pro-abortion, no, anti-abortion folks got him elected. Right. When he went down to the state legislature as a representative, he only did one thing the first day at the start of the legislature. He would introduce a bill prohibiting abortion in the state of Georgia. That's the only thing he would ever do. Okay. And then he voted no on everything else. And at that time, the Republicans took over the majority of the state legislature. And they'd come over and go, Bobby, why are you voting no on everything? Because most of the things coming up for a vote are Republican issues. And he says, if it's not in the Constitution, I don't vote for it. This is the guy they found dead, right? This this is the guy they found dead, right? Pardon? This is the guy they found dead, right? Bobby Franklin? He'd been in his house a week or two, Mm. and nobody knew that uh, he wasn't around. 
I think some neighbor finally looked in the window. Mm. But his nickname was not Dr. No because he voted no on everything. Yeah, he said said President George W. Bush praises the gods of pagan religions because Bush didn't hate Muslims enough. Whew, you got him there, Mike. Uh, I'll I'll hand it to you. That sounds sounds like Bobby. (laughs) Mike, I got to run, but I thank you very much for the call. Um, I don't know, Rhonda, I bet we could find some real winners from uh, from Manhattan County, don't you think? But, you, you know, I really like uh, Dr. No's commitment, you know, his his stick to itiveness. I mean, because it, it it's paying off now. And this this kind of single mindedness is the kind of thing that that moves forward to the future in spite of any kind of uh, anything going against it. Doc, Dr. No had, had had the right idea on abortion that that, that of his of sticking to not not um, uh, allowing abortions that has been on the on the agenda forever. And now it is really come. It is really sweeping all mm-hmm. all over America, John. If, if we had that kind of single mindedness for uh, anti-racism, for uh, for equality oh, yeah. and true democracy in America, this would really be someplace to dream about coming to. You know what? <laughs> if these if these right wing Christians were half as focused on the stuff Jesus actually talked about as they're focused on the shit he never mentioned, like a abortion like gay people like trans people like being shitty to migrants my god imagine all the goodness that could happen in this country uh george in north dakota you're on with Rhonda handsome hello well hello john and Rhonda. so nice to talk to you hi hi well hi uh just a couple of things i wanted to mention i am uh an active member uh in our church and i'm with the episcopal church of north dakota right on uh and we are very proudly pro-life, but not the life of the fetus, the life of the mother. Right on. It, the Episcopal Diocese has officially recognized the woman's right to choose in the case of abortion. That's amazing. Yeah. It, and it biblical, is, too. And, uh, I'm, uh, biblical, too, I might add. Yes. And uh, I'm, like I said, I'm very proud of that. Uh, I let everybody know that, you know, it's it's just because we are a Christian church. Not every Christian church believes that, you know, abortion is the greatest sin ever committed. That's correct. And and so, you know, it's and I give them the arguments that, you know, this is the case. So it's always fun to debate with some of these people. But um, the other point I wanted to make was in regards to the indigenous peoples and how they were treated by the church. Mm hmm. Our diocese, and I imagine the diocese throughout the United States, has officially acknowledged the uh, atrocities committed by indigenous peoples, and we are trying to work to make amends for that. And I know our. I'm sorry, atrocities committed by George or atrocities committed towards? You said committed by. Atrocities committed by the church towards indigenous peoples. Thank you so much. And we are trying to make amends. We work very closely with the indigenous population here in North Dakota, and they are a tremendous asset to our uh, to our congregation and to our uh, ways of worship. They have taught us a great deal, and it's amazing how spiritual that's great. Uh, these uh, you know the indigenous peoples are towards God. Yeah, it's, uh, very uh, inspiring, very enlightening. 
And, you know, it's a shame that, you know, the church did what it did. Uh, we could have learned so much about God and ourselves had we just sat and listened and accepted them and not try to change them. I got to so, say, like Rhonda, well, George, George, George's church is so ahead of the... changing us. Go ahead. Congregation or your uh, your sect, uh, but uh, some of them were uh, just killing these young people uh, who were brought to them uh, as to be like in an orphanage or to be taken care of. And then you find out that there are just bodies and bodies just, you know, uh, under underneath the buildings. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah. I think George is ahead of the curve here because Canada has begun a reckoning with their past of, of, of residential schools and the ethnic cleansing of indigenous people and how they were just stolen, these children and, and turned white. America? has not even begun to have that dialogue outside of a few parishes like George's. And I just find it really, really inspiring historically and morally and, and spiritually in every way. Yeah, it, it is. We have so much to do, though. There's, you know, we're just learning, yes. you know, how much, you know, I hate to say it, how much damage was done. Yeah. And uh, we are continuing to work forward and hopefully we can inspire other congregations and other denominations to do the same. Uh, we were quite devastated when we heard about the, you know, the bodies that were found in these Canadian missionaries, these Christian missionaries yes. in Canada. And we were just, you know, taken aback by it. And we said, we, we can't ignore this. We can't brush it aside. We can't ignore it and hope it goes away. We have to hit it head on. And we are making uh, amends, and we've even put it in our mission statement that we acknowledge the atrocities committed by the church, and we'll do our best to make amends. Uh, for like a Christian, like can. a real Christian. George, thank mm -hmm. you. I find your call very refreshing and inspiring. Thank you so much. Thank you. Don't be a stranger. See, that was nice. There's good people out there, right, Rhonda? Well, I, I hope that this is uh, something that will take hold john and but but people don't even understand I'm, and i am so encouraged by his call but when you say make amends how do you make amends for some of the atrocities for the psychological harm that you know has been inflicted and and moved forward in generations I it's i think a lot of People don't understand how uh, the sense of uh, white supremacy, of nationalism, of of this whole idea of of genocide, the lesser than, getting rid of the lesser than, uh, mm -hmm. has has reverberations to to today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you want to take one more call before our next break? Did you watch? Please, Chris, did you watch Chris Rock's please. special, Ron? Did you watch any of Rock's special? Uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> And I thought talking about what happened to Native Americans was horrible. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah, yes, I did. I, I saw Chris Rock's very controversial <laughs> special. Okay. <laughs> any any thoughts? <laughs> any 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 takes? Any opinions? I saw it too. Well, yeah, yeah. I thought some of his jokes landed, and yeah. uh, and I I thought he had a very challenging time in the beginning did you so did too. you feel that yeah uh, you it could was definitely very tell that it, it, it was a live special every chris rock special we've ever seen they you know they 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 shoot a couple and cut them together this was live he had one shot at it i felt there were a lot of callbacks to like the past uh i didn't understand why we were 
we brought up Michael Jackson being uh, called what he was when he had been cleared in, in court. Uh, and uh, it, it was, I felt like it was very challenging for him uh, to, to really make his money that night mm, yeah. in a live situation. That's what it was. Uh, I felt some of the uh, things about black people and his daughter, I, even though they're funny and I, and I, and you can hear the duality in my voice because as a comedian, I'm interested in the fact that, you know, he, he got millions, I think for this. And oh, I yes. wanted to see how much he could get away with. Uh, <laughs> and, and I, and, and, and how many uh, of the jokes actually landed, but, you know, so, you know, some of the things that, that felt there were some things that felt almost anti-black uh, and uh, I, uh, I feel like it was very controversial. Yes, I think so, too. <laughs> I, I, I'd go deeper, but I have to do a lot of qualifiers if I give my thoughts on it. Uh, let, me go, let me go to uh, Randy in Indiana. Hi, Randy. Thanks for your patience on hold. Hey, John. Thank you very much. Uh, hey, I just wanted to bring up, I'm a, a semi-retired uh, public educator in Indiana. Thank you. I taught 39 years in the public school. Oh, thank you for your service. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. It was a, it was a great way to uh, spend my career, and I'm still active. I still coach and substitute teach, so I'm still involved, but just not on a full time basis. But I've read a, a lot about these censorship laws and these restrictions on teaching in various states, and I think a really important point is being missed. Please, and that is even the worst of these laws. Most of them say things like, "You can't teach in such a way that you say kids must feel guilty or should feel guilty." Mm-hmm. And so teachers just have to have, first of all, that teachers and administrators need to read the law carefully and see the wording and see that it says that, which means they have to have the courage to go ahead and teach the topics they want to teach and just be careful that they don't say you have to feel guilty about this. You know, the first time I heard about slavery when I was, a, a, you know, an elementary school student, right? like no, no one had to tell me to feel bad about that. I felt bad, right. <laughs> not guilty exactly, because I had nothing to do with it, but I guess ashamed of our country that that such a practice was common. Yes. You know, I, I don't think we have to tell kids they should feel bad about the oppression of women or black people or, or I anything was, else. I was I, never I, told I, I to feel bad. Yeah, I was never, ever taught to feel ashamed of myself as a white person for what shitty white people had done before I got there. I was taught this is what it, this is how it used to be. And there's still problems. But I was never once taught that I should right, feel exactly. bad because of what other people did. Quite the opposite. I was a kid get, sitting there getting mad at what other white people had done. And I was embarrassed. But I never felt like someone exactly. was trying to make me have a complex. But again, this Racists can't face the truth. They can't. They can't. It's a cult and they can't actually ever address these evils that were done. That's why they'll they'll defend the Confederacy all day. They'll defend the Confederacy all day. And then when you can exactly. criticize the Confederacy, they'll say, well, they were Democrats, but they can never actually come out and, and say the Confederacy was evil. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's my bottom line. Teachers and administrators just have to have the courage of their convictions, teach the truth and just don't. Yeah, and you know what? There, there are probably isolated instances where some teachers have gone off the rails and have told kids they sure. need to feel guilty about something. But that, that is, that's infinitesimal. 
I agree, Randy. Things and in the number of teachers. I agree. Thank you so Randy, much for the call. Rhonda, really quick. Randy is saying, you know, you've got to have, you know, your convictions. But, John, I feel like, you, you know, teachers who are trying to do the right thing without inculcating uh, students or forcing them to feel guilty about the truth of our history could be exposing themselves to uh, all kinds of threats and, yep. uh, and, and, and intimidation. Teach the kids right. the history. I, and if I the agree. kids get and that's why you just have to have the courage to do the right thing. Amen.